Welcome to the Deacon and the Doctor. I'm Deacon Bill. And I'm Dr. Rhonda. And I am a, an ordained deacon in the Catholic Church. Well, I'm a doctor of education. And the idea of the podcast is we're going to invite you to pull a chair up to the kitchen table and we're going to talk about real events. What's relevant? Yeah, and you might not agree with us or we might not agree with each other, but we're still going to have the conversation because, you know, it's hard. It's hard out here. And this is the deacon. And the doctor. Hey folks, uh, this is Deacon Bill here. Just a quick disclaimer. Know that the views expressed on Deacon and the Doctor are strictly Rhonda's and mine. They don't now, represent I can speak for myself. My views. <laughs> they don't represent the views of the Catholic Church or any church within the Catholic Church, right? And they definitely don't represent any education, no institution or uh, entity. Just my views. And the other thing that we'd love is we'd love to hear your views. And so you can reach us uh, on Twitter or Instagram. Uh, find us at Deacon underscore Doctor. Yes, Deacon underscore Doctor. And follow us and give us some likes on the things that we post that you find interesting or comment if you have something that you'd like to add. And we will be gladly discussing it on our future episodes. Thanks. All right, and welcome to another episode. How you doing, Dr. Rhonda? I'm doing well, Deacon Bill. I think what's really interesting, uh, I just saw in the news, former President George W. Bush publishing a book. He writes? Yeah, I know. Right? He didn't have the reputation of being a guy that would write a book, right? But um, this book, I think, is pretty interesting. Did you know he was a painter? I did know that he painted. Yeah. So he paints these portraits. And in this particular book, the, the name of the book is Out of Many One. Uh, he paints portraits of uh, different uh, Americans who have immigrated to the country. But then with each portrait is that person's story. Oh, that seems like an interesting thing. Yeah. And uh, he took the time to write an op-ed to the Washington Post that I read and basically gave his take on the immigration policy. And yeah, I, I know a lot of people, um, you know, weren't fans of W uh, as, as a president. Um, but I do think coming from Texas, as you know, coming as the governor of Texas into the White House, I do think he had probably a different perspective on immigration than a lot of national leaders do having to deal with it. First right, thing. because he had he had to deal with it as a governor. So, sure. Uh, what, what did W so, say? He, he talked a couple of things. Number one, he, he really talked about how immigration to him is, is a defining issue for our country, right? I mean, our country is supposed to be built... On it, we all, we are all immigrants right. in uh, some, some way, shape, uh, or other form. Other than right? our first citizens, right? The, the indigenous people to, to the country. Um, well, you know, they, they didn't have to immigrate. They were already here. Right, that's what so, I mean. Yeah. Yes. Other than that population. Yes. Columbus right? claiming North America is a whole nother... Right, right, when, when there were already people here. Right. Um, but, uh, you know, what he talks about, number one, is that as this shining star um, that, that America is, um, one of the things he talks about is being more global in thought, right? Which is really counter, I think, to, to the former president, President Trump's view that, you know, America first, right? So he really talks about being more of a global um, I ideal in that, the way to kind of encourage people to not come crashing through the border is if things are better for them where they live and, and to, to kind of think more about the, that global so, economy. I mean, and that's what we were doing. You know, I, I think that 
like just one case in point, like we talked about pharmaceuticals and how, you know, pharmaceuticals that, that are researched and, and paid for here in America are a lot cheaper in other countries. Um, so if, you know, that's, that's one way that we as a quote unquote world power have taken like the pharmaceutical and healthcare industry, you know, those things are able to be that, that helps others throughout the world. Right. It's not just, okay, it's all about us America first with, with those things. And we pay a higher premium for our drugs here in this country than other countries, which is why some people from the States go to other countries to get drugs. Right, though I did drive, like people in the North driving to Canada. Right. Yeah, to buy that same prescription there. Right. Absolutely, yeah. But, so getting back to the immigration, you know, I I read an article about where a, a, fam, a father and a mother were trying to find their child that is in custody in the United States when they were, they were trying, like one, one lady, her, she came to the United States and then her, her husband, who was the child stepfather and the grandmother and her son all came over. When they showed up at the border, the child was taken into custody because there, there was no legal guardian with them. So, he was taken and placed in foster care out in Phoenix, the article said. And the mom was just talking about how she could not get or find her child. So, you know, and I guess during the Trump administration, it was like a 50, 51 days or greater time that these children spent without being re um yeah, reunited, re- with, reunited the with the family, yeah. right? So now that's down to maybe 31 days but you know the department of health and human services is not able to deal with this and there are more immigrants and child child immigrants much that are, more unaccompanied minors that are unaccompanied yeah this is slowly becoming uh epidemic in, in its problem to to try to handle i i've done a lot of work to this area but um going back the the whole idea of separating the child from that family, like you said, that actually a lot of people put that on the Trump administration. It it's actually been, signed it's into been, law, yeah, twenty fourteen, right? Uh, but it was widely enforced under the Trump administration. Got a lot of news. That was the whole idea with the picture of like the kids sleeping in cages, which right. is absolutely inhumane and and yeah. horrible. Now what we have, it, it's better. Um, but there um, are a lot, uh, like a former military base and a couple of other former. Um, but what about kids that are in that go into the foster care system? Y- yes, yeah, so in, in these places. Th- this is before the the child can even make it in, right? First, they're going into these camps. Right. They're in it's very still... crowded circumstances, like sleeping in cots in these big right. warehouse so you, type areas. And, and I don't know the kid that's next to me, and there's a. 13 year old and a five year old like right. come we're on in a pandemic that's and, not that's not healthy you know and and a lot of the the congress people um aoc in particular you know are decrying this but one of the things that really like there's it's just a large number it's a huge magnitude and um none of these agencies so like i said hhs is the agency who's charged with caring for them homeland security is the agency 
entrusted to secure the border and to make sure that everything's right. safe. And they they probably don't work that, well together. It's, it's hard There's to, a disconnect. Right. And so you have the issue of how do we get these government entities to work together? That's part of it. For, yeah. for the but we know that and it's a large number too. Yeah, and their yeah, the yeah. numbers are increasing. So what? Yeah, like so six, like like hundreds of thousands. It's a large. Yeah. So what's your solution? Like what you you know? Do we take this this uh, George Bush approach and say okay, let's make make these co- other countries a little bit better? Yeah, but I, there is no easy. How, how do you do yeah, that? No you, because yeah. economically, the countries that these, that most people are coming from are not. They're either at war. There's there's corruption. There's yeah. there's a yeah. Drug lords are running the the show. Right. Yeah, so absolutely. why would I want to stay there when hey okay so I can go to the border, and I'll get across and maybe you and the kids can come across later. Well, but but the other thing that's really happening is, like you and I, we're getting our children to the border. We know they're not going to let us in because we are not engineers. We're not you know college graduates, right? Because that's part of it too. Is yeah. You have to justify why the. But yeah. The, but our kids unaccompanied, they're not going to turn them away. So that's what a lot of families are doing. They're sending the kids through. Then the kids go into this this foster care program. But like you said, it can take up to two months processing through these camps then uh, hhs if they can't find biological family mm-hmm. th- then they're seeking this alternate yeah um in fact i just read that there was a child a nine-year-old child in florida two weeks ago they had been with adopted and with their parents for three or four years and the the parents were in guatemala and basically said hey, we want our kid back and and the kid was returned to them, right? You know, and it's like wow. I mean, that's just tough. But, but like, how how can you terminate parental rights for a kid when when parents when yeah. you like? But there again, yeah. I'm an undocumented child that has come into this country. You you have not notified my parents that their their rights are are severed. You know, we have right. these rules and regulations that have to happen here for our our children. If and, if if our kids were in foster care, they would have to terminate our parental rights before our child could be adopted, and then that child can't be adopted if there's a relative that could right. take the child in. So, does that do those same rules and laws apply Largely, yeah. to that child that's being immigrated or yeah. that that's come here? And here's you know, another wrinkle: unaccompanied. So the, the story you brought up in the beginning: the mother's looking for her child, saying, "Where's my child? Right? How they should be in your system somewhere." So the first step that has to be done is you have to prove that the person on the phone claiming to be the child's mother is, is in the fact mother. the child's mother. Yeah, and how do you do that? Because you don't want to give the kid, take the kid out of the system and turn him over to some stranger. Right, and what's the cost incurred with doing that? Like, are, are, are we paying for that as taxpayers and citizens? Or, you oh, know, yeah. so we're paying yeah. for that. So there, I could see how a lot of people would be like, no, we shouldn't be paying for that. And... You know, and, and not that gets back to. to the to the Trump administration's America first, like just just close the border. Yeah. Why is the border even open? Why are we even allowing people in? Yeah, you know. But you know what? Like, and then I, you take it a step further. This is all MS thirteen and all you know, like all the right. other crap that you know, like and yeah, that's we, that's baloney. I know, but um, so I mean, yeah. Is there something to be said for organized criminals using this system to their gain? 
yes, yes. it happens. They, I'm but, not denying which, that it doesn't they're, happen. They're, but criminals are going to make a way no matter what, and they're going to yeah. make that legal means they're going to they're going to find a way. Whether it's through okay, I can pay. I got this doctor or this engineer that's going to come through, and and I'm going. You're working for me. Yeah. I, I own you, doctor. I own you, engineer. Here. Now you go to the, go to America and your your place of work. You're gonna do this for me. So you know there's there's gonna be that's that corruption. If you're corrupt, you're gonna continue to be corrupt, and you're gonna find a way, no matter what. The, um, the other the other thing that I think comes to play in this, it, there's that part of it, the immediate problem. But then there's the longer term problem, and and W talks a little bit about this in in his article, the the DACA. Uh, mm-hmm. You know where you talk about the uh, the deferred action for childhood arrivals. Sorry, DACA. So what he's talking about there is there's got to be a path to citizenship, right? And so some advocates, kind of on the liberal side, say, well, it just should be a blanket amnesty, right? And and W I think makes a good point, and, and this is one that I've tried to work with too, uh, through our church and through us some other means, is. Not necessarily amnesty, where we just say, okay, blanket, everybody, everybody's a everybody citizen. gets citizenship. Be- because that sells short the folks who have come here and have worked really hard to get through the system. I mean, the system is, can take up to a, 14 years. The system if you, is a difficult one to get, yeah, right. get, get in, into. Yes, uh, I, I understand that. Yeah, I know when I was in the Marine Corps, I helped two of my Marines get their citizenship. Now, it's easier if you enlist in the Marine or if you're active duty, active duty. In, in the mm-hmm. military, right? Um, I was able to do it for them in about three and a half years, but it was still a process. Yes. You, you yes. Know? And so what, what W said is we don't just do amnesty, but there's got to be a path. Right. There, there's got to be a way where you say, okay, look, we understand that you haven't been here. You haven't had the, the documentation that we'd like you to have. You haven't been following the rules to this point. Yes. But let's start following the rules. Let's figure out a way. To, to have you do the same system that everybody else is doing it the right way is doing. Mm-hmm. Pay your taxes. Yeah. You know, and, and he even went on to say, you know, and maybe you have some sort of a penalty to say, okay, well, you know, here's I'll a penalty pay, for doing it. I'll pay it. this penalty for doing it so, the wrong way. Something like but that. But I'll do, I, I've done it the wrong way. I can pay, right. you know, you know, or I can do whatever. But I don't, I don't know what that would be. You know, so, but that's for the adults, you know, but for, for someone who's come here as a child, under this DACA program, like let's say they came here at four or five, three, you know, three years old. They've been in the country. They're now 19, 20. And you say, go back to El Salvador. And they're like, uh, I don't even know where El Salvador is on the map. You right. know what I mean? Right. Like, yeah. It's, it's, uh, yeah. For, for, a ch- for a child that's grown up here majority of their yeah, lives. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, this is their home, that right? That doesn't make sense. It, does, it doesn't. But, yeah. you know, the... The capacity of the country is not limitless, right? No, um, but the capacity of our compassion should be right. And I'm yeah. not. I'm not saying that we sh- we shouldn't have compassion, but again, you know, what what's the border there for? You know, and and yeah, if they're, and- they're like, it's easy for someone to walk. Across the well, it's not really easy because there's a lot of deserts down down in that region. Yeah. But you know, I can go to the border and come across if I live in Canada or Mexico. But if I'm trying to come from Europe, 
it's it's kind of hard to swim across the ocean, right? Yeah. So that's just you know, you know but but I always say it's the the privilege of birth, right? And I know we've talked a little bit about this from the standpoint of color of skin, but but it's also a geographical privilege. Sure. You, you know, to say well, those people because they weren't born where I was born don't deserve I think that everybody deserves the right to uh, if if they're if they they've worked and they would like to come to another country just like if I wanted to go to I don't know England or Canada or wherever there's a means for me to go and become right. a citizen in said country right I always joke that I'm moving to a tropical island so I but I guarantee you I can move to that tropical island because of the fact that I'm an American. It's easier I can, for I can, an American I can to go get, somewhere go else. to that yes. versus the opposite where yeah. people work hard and, and come to this country, sponsor their family members to come to this country, pay tens of thousands of dollars to come right. to this country for the privilege to come to this country. So that's but, you know, it, immigration is, is a tough one. Tough one. It's, it's, we're not going to solve it right here at this table. So um, I think it's time for us to take a little break little break, so we'd like everybody to uh, give 30 seconds here for our sponsor, Anchor. Thanks to the folks at Anchor.com. All right, Deacon Bill, uh, that immigration was a little bit heavy, so let's uh, shift gears and go to your favorite. little entertainment here. Little Falcon the, and Winter Soldier. I am loving this show, by the way. like I liked WandaVision, but I am loving Falcon and the Winter I can Soldier. tell you Falcon and the Winter Soldier for those of you that ha- that have Disney Plus. You well, need to check you need to check out Falcon and the Winter Soldier. And, and if you don't, it, it's worth the subscription. Sub- uh, subscribe so you can watch it. And Wanda Vision, not so much, because Wanda, she was my vision was uh sleep <laughs> during during So uh, what what we've gotten now, oh you know, no spoilers here, right? But um there's a new Captain America, right? The, the Steve Rogers character is gone. Yes, I'm not feeling this new Captain. Right, you're not supposed to, right? You know, if we, we want to not like Captain if America. If that's the intent, now. I don't like him. I was like, <laughs> he doesn't even look like a Captain America. And then, um, so obviously Sam Wilson taking on uh, kind of this new role of being a leader. Yeah, we're not here to talk about that, though. I want to talk the most about, interesting characters. I want to talk about who showed up. That's right. Our uh, favorite Wakandans, the Dora Milaje, showed up in episode four and uh, brought a little butt kicking and, and yes. with them, right? They they came came uh, kicking butt and taking names. The Dora Milaje, that's how we say it? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Them Dora Milaje, I was like, shoot, they want me, they make me want to shave my head. <laughs> Let's not go get that me, far. Give me one of those little <laughs> Wakandan sticks so I can kick some butt too. That's right. Boy, oh boy. So, yeah, their backstory is uh, they are um, first and foremost the king's personal bodyguard. Yes. Right. And, and that's how they train and that's how they live for that purpose. Well, the, um, those ladies were. They they were knocking everybody in the scene down. That's right. They beat up the Falcon, the Winter Soldier, and Captain America all at That's one right. time. That's right. So uh, they they are the true champions on the, on the show. But no, it's I think it's been a great show. I think it's um, we talked a little bit about some of the uh, diversity that's brought to the MCU Mar- Marvel Cinematic Universe, and 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 I think it's also done a good job. Um, they bring up another character named Isaac Bradley, who's also 
one of these super soldiers. But again, having to deal with uh, the racism in America, you know, and, and he kind of alludes to America not allowing a black man to be Captain America, right? And just this whole premise, you know, does Captain America have to be Steve Rogers? He has to be a blonde hair, blue eyed. Yeah. Does it have to be cat this guy? And not right. not somebody that, that has just is just as capable and served right. and done things. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but again sure. I, I think I think that's what makes a lot of these shows powerful is yeah, I mean it's fun to watch the you know, the superpowers and the way, you know, like the special effects now and the CG that everything just makes it look great. Um, but I think humanizing those issues and hu- humanizing the issues that that are at hand. Yeah, I mean, I I think that that that's true. But I'm I'm really enjoying the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. So this is they have what one more episode. Uh, so yeah, six episodes total for for those that are watching. Yeah, six episodes so, total. Okay. So whatever episode you're on, just know that uh, that that's how far it's gonna go, right? Um, you know, speaking of humanizing some of these issues, uh, I'll get back heavy again because okay. I, I think it's important. Um, you know, I, I do. Um, you know, prayers go out. Um, we had Dante Wright yes. uh, murdered by a police officer. Yes. Um, and that was no accident, people. I don't care what anybody says. Like, how, how I don't understand how you mistake a taser for a... a Pistol. For a pistol, for a gun, you know, handgun, handgun, right? handgun, taser. I gotta. I don't know. I I haven't held the taser, but I have held the handgun. The I don't. I, I think that the handgun yep. would be a lot heavier than and the it's taser. Metal, and you know, the taser has a plastic body. It's it's um, mind boggling. Uh, again, you know, having served in the Marine Corps in in combat in Iraq, um, I, I've seen stress cause people to, to do really. Bad things, and and we want our police officers to be better than that. And it's impossible to train for these real life situations. Um, but none of that excuses why Dante Wright is not alive. Dante right Wright should definitely be alive. Yeah. And I know there's another young man. So um, Adam, Adam Toledo. Toledo. There, there's a big um, uproar in Chicago. Uh, look again. Um, pray for the repose of his soul, and, and I wish he were alive today. I do feel differently about this particular instance um, because gun gunshots were fired from the car that the cousin of this right. this young Adam man. Adam and his twenty one year old cousin. I don't know the cousin's name, but but the, these two individuals are in a car. The car gets stopped, and they immediately get out of the car. And the the cousin, the, this twenty one year old, starts shooting at the police that, that yeah. pulled them over. So so you like I think once that those gunshots are fired then the police are looking at each individual as hostile right you know and individuals right and both had handguns both of them are carrying guns so and it changes it changes you don't know that one's 13 years old no no you know There's that no you don't you know, know the age of the person pulling right. the trigger you i i agree with that but you know can, the video footage. Take it a step further. The video footage just the child does not, that child that young man had nothing in his hands and was he complying his gun. complying with what the officer had asked him to do. So at that point in time, what like my question is, what caused you to shoot him at that point in time? 
Like, you had, you had when, just been shot at. You were running full speed after them. You had caught one individual. You you had caught up to the second individual. They didn't shoot the first individual. Did not shoot the first individual. So what made them shoot this second individual? Right. You and know that, what I'm that saying? That needs like, to be that, answered. That's, 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 those are the questions that I have. And if you unjustly shot this young man, no matter what your thoughts were, his hands were clear. You could see that on the video. And so... Right. And I'm, know, not, I'm not I don't I don't know. I'm who, not trying to justify that at all. I I just offer that you set in motion events. And, and I'm not saying that Adam did it. I I think it was the cousin who set these events in yeah, motion. Yeah, yes, I, and I I understand that part. And you don't but, get to control the outcome at that point. But but ultimately he was trying to surrender. It does, he was trying to surrender. Everything appears like he was following the orders of the officer when the officer you heard, shot You him. heard him yes. say stuff. You saw him comply. So the question becomes, why is it that when someone complies, there still is this... People of color seem to still have a disproportionate amount of violence towards yeah. them. Because I, get, I, I, would, I would guarantee if it was a white person turning around there, that white person would still be alive. Now... Just maybe, here, just maybe here not. In Maryland, we did have this happen uh, this week. A a teenager, white in St. Mary's County, which is a prevalent white, you know, community, yes. right? Um, it's a white community. You know, was in a driveway, uh, acting erratic. Police were called out, uh, brandished a gun, and the police officer shot and killed him in his driveway. Yeah, and but that's brandishing a gun. He he didn't he didn't turn he didn't the police officer didn't say and, and I'm sorry put put the, the gun the, the again and and the police officer couldn't have known this wasn't actually a gun uh, it was a um, like a BB gun uh, it, it was right it appeared it's it's something that appeared to be but it doesn't look any different a than rifle. a real gun right right right, right. so uh, you handgun yeah, yeah yeah you don't you don't oh like little BB handguns yeah, it was okay. Yeah, but in that case, like I'm making a split second decision. I can't determine right. if it's a BB gun or if it's a, a, a you know, a nine mil. I don't know. Yeah, like I don't remember the kid's name, but but again, I, this is an example of again. Okay, sure. That you know. that's an example. So yes, and I realize both black and white, you know. Yeah, but get get killed in these these instances. Uh, but it's, but, it's, but if I could throw out a good story for a police officer, sure. Um, Let's hear the good K- story. Cariel Horn, uh, she was a 19 year veteran in uh, the city of Buffalo. Mm-hmm. Uh, she had her partner. She felt like was going to extremes. They they had arrested a suspect. Suspect was in handcuffs, and the partner started to choke the suspect. She went in and pulled her partner off. Of the suspect. Mm-hmm. Well, she was then fired from her job and denied her pension. You know, again, she was less than a year from retiring. And why was she fired? Because they said she put her partner at risk by pulling him off of this suspect. Okay. Um, so she went to court and won her lawsuit. Yeah. Right. And so she's now promoting what's called Cariel's Law across the country. And, and I agree with this. This is a law that would protect police officers... Who, if they feel like yeah, other police officers yeah. are doing the wrong thing, they can I step that, in and intervene. That that's I think that's a good good thing, and I think the point of the matter is, you know, typically you have police officers standing by each other 
through right the or boy right or wrong, right? right. I, I do right. You stand with me. That's fine. But when wrong things happen, as in you know, we gotta be we transparent. Got, we gotta be accountable. I don't think we, there's you don't have. That. And and I think if we had, what's her name? Carol. Carol Horn. If we had Carol's law, then maybe May on May twenty fifth of twenty twenty, we don't have George Floyd. Yeah. You know. And so we'll we'll see what the outcome of his trial, the where, trial, where the trial. Seven officers stood by and said and nothing, did nothing, killed just let Floyd. him die, and and actively stopped bystanders who were trying to help. Help, yes, I. And so that that's that's tough. But I'm glad that something that she was able to, you know, fight through the system. And hopefully that will be part of these the, this reform effort that takes place. Yeah, I, I love that the, uh, the the judge who heard the appeal of, of her case, uh, Judge Dennis Ward, wrote in his decision, you know, quoted Dr. Martin Luther King, uh, the time is always right to do right. That's right. And, and that's, that's, that's a, we can leave it right there. The time yeah. is always right to do right. Amen. So what do you think about... Um, History making. Oh, history making at the Masters. At the Masters. We talked a little bit about this, right? But uh, Hideki Matsuyama, first Japanese player to win any major, much less, you know, the Masters kind of considered the major, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I love this. It, and this guy is so low-key, right? He's just won the Masters. And, and I'm seeing him on Twitter uh, the next day flying home. Mm-hmm. You know? What? Commercial. And he's oh, got God. his green jacket over his arm going through customs. Because, you know, I got to take your take jacket you. off going through customs. Yes. So he has to put his green jacket through the little <laughs> machine. Oh. You know? Can you imagine, like, how many golfers just want a $2.5 million purse and fly commercial the next? And look, that's to Japan. That's like a 13-hour flight from yeah. Georgia, he, you know? Well, he might have been in the first class. Well, all right, maybe he got first class, flight, but right. he's still flying commercial. Well, like, the I mean, rest like, of them guys are... You know, well, everybody ain't ain't quite in the hoity toity status that can they can yeah, take half million dollar check. Well, Bill, you don't want to waste your. I'm gonna take a commercial plane back to to my home with a and, two and a half million dollar yes, check. Yes, because you know why? Because that plane that flies with all them other people on it, like I said, I can get. I, can I get the little first class seat here? You're not even getting a meal anymore. Oh, They're just giving you like a bag of pretzels. I don't care. With, I don't, with, look, hey. COVID, first class ain't, ain't like first class with COVID. Well, <laughs> so. hey, I don't, I don't know what it's like during this pandemic flying, but I'm, if, if what, what am I going to pay? I'm not paying all that money for no jet. I'm, I'm being fiscally responsible. Yeah. So, so, uh, but I got to say, it was, Mr. It, Matsui was being fiscally responsible. Matsuyama. Oh. oh. Matsuyama. Just throw that. Okay. I, what did I call him? Matsui. Let's not worry about Matsuyami. what you call him. Matsuyama. 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 So, what? Well, it wasn't a very compelling final. He had really kind of run away. He he came back a little bit. He, he put one in the water on fifteen, but nobody could really challenge him. So, um, but what uh, was neat for me, the player who came in second, first time at the Masters, Will Zalatoris. That was one of the players that I walked when I went Monday for the practice round. Mm-hmm. Uh, you walked. Will, walk I with walked the... with Will. Kind of. I didn't know who he was either. Like I wrote his name down. Like you know, look for this guy. But I told you after the round, I was like, this kid is hitting BBs out here. Like, but yeah. I was like, 
when the actual tournament's on and the pressure's on, I don't know if he's going to do this or not. He, but he finished nine under in second place. There you go. Yeah, so a million dollars or eight hundred fifty thousand, something hey, like that. Not a bad payday, eh? But first time pro on the Masters. Yeah. Yeah. Doing, um, look, that's so, pretty good. Yeah. Uh, so he's from um, Plano, Texas, and All right. uh, you know. So great job, uh, Wills Altors coming in second. You know, look for big things out of that guy. But yeah, Hideki Matsuyama, uh, who also, interestingly enough, had won the amateur event at Augusta National uh, when, when he was an amateur. So, um, you know, I think the seventh time a player's won the amateur and then come back and actually won the Masters. So great okay. job all around. Interesting. All yeah. right. Well, I think we're out of time, Deacon Bill. No overtime for the Deacon and the Doctor. No, sir. So thanks, everybody. We will uh, check in with you next week. We're out.